0: Support for the Faith Middleton Food Schmooze made possible by Big Y World Class Market, serving New England families with more than 62 locations throughout Connecticut and Massachusetts. Celebrating 80 years, Big Y, proud to support WNPR. If you like to eat, drink, and be merry, you're in the right place. Faith here with your welcome toast. It was Yogi Berra who said, you better cut the pizza in four pieces because I'm not hungry enough to eat six. Please feel free to consume this show podcast in one bite, two bites, or oops, I ate the whole thing. Oh, It is great to have you joining the party on the Faith Middleton Food Schmooze, the place to have a good time. It's an exciting show lined up for you, grilled cheese from classic to wild, the 10-minute tomato soup to go with it, a great wine for grilled cheese, and our cocktail, which is a tequila-based Bloody Mary, a Mexican-style drink. It is unbelievable. My treasured food buddies are here. Senior contributors, Chris Brosberry, Alex Province, Mark Raymond, bartender Anthony Deserio, who's also our chief cocktail contributor, and our special guest, we have Jason Sobosinski of Casius in New Haven. Also, ordinary the cheese truck. He's he's a whole (laughs) empire unto himself. Hey, everybody. Hey. Hey! Oh, grilled cheese, grilled cheese, grilled cheese. Is there anything better? We're going to have the author in a little while of Grilled Cheese Kitchen. They have a chain of restaurants in San Francisco. Jason has the market kind of cornered on grilled cheese in our region. There are so many great cheese producers in our region that we are proud of and Jason is certainly one of those. So special welcome back to the show. Thank
1: you for having me.
0: You just brought us a cheese that oh you gosh. grilled that we were crazy <laughs> over. This I, is... I
1: brought you a grilled cheese.
0: <laughs> Without bread. Without bread. This is from Rhode Island.
1: This is from Narragansett Creamery uh, in Providence, Rhode Island. Uh, Mark Federico, he owns the company. It's a longtime family friend. So he came up with this cheese that he's calling Narragansett grilling cheese. It's a cheese that's based on sort of like a Greek halloumi or an Indian paneer in that you can cook the cheese and it will not melt.
0: This is the kind of cheese that you just grill straight on the grill without bread of any kind. Correct. Or in your skillet. Yep. And it browns. You get it really dark brown on the edge of burned. Absolutely. And it starts to get a little melty inside. And yeah, then... it, it
1: stretches a bit, oh, but it doesn't really go anywhere. So and then when you're eating it, oh, you've got this wonderful <laughs> squeakiness oh,
2: that occurs on your teeth. Oh, I love when it cools too. The, oh, the crispy side gets yeah. even crispier. Oh, and is... when you cut it with a knife, it actually cracks.
3: You <laughs> can peel the crispy part off. Mm-hmm. Eat it like chicken skin. Exactly.
1: <laughs> we call it blackened cheese on the menu at Casius, and we serve it. With a uh, beet mustard uh, and a little bit of greens. Oh, that was good. Um, That just mustard. Delicious.
0: Somebody had the idea to kind of roll this cheese out and make it into the pizza dough. Alex, use it as a. Was that you,
3: Alex? It's going to be a cheese on cheese pizza.
0: That's a great idea. idea, So good. I'm doing it. No carbs. No carbs. Yeah. And Jason That's said great. you can actually
2: grill this, like on a grill, not yeah. a grill pan. But you can actually put. This oh yeah, on the you grill.
1: I will do this on the charcoal grill. You get a smokiness. It gets really nice and burnt Oof. and black. Squeeze it, a it lemon gets black, on there. Absolutely oh. acid loves this cheese.
0: Yeah. It's from Narragansett Creamery. He's, you have it at the casey's cheese we, store. Yep, we, we and have he it sells
1: it. That's the best part. I know. You just it. go we sell, in and get just, it. We sell at the shop and we have it on the <laughs> menu currently right now. Yeah,
0: sadly halloumi, the Greek grilling cheese, has become in supermarkets, it's like twelve dollars for a tiny square of it. Thirteen dollars because of the troubles in Greece and it makes me so sad. And it's wonderful to support somebody who's doing something locally. <laughs> Can we talk for a second about what it is about grilled cheese love? We'd like you to join us in conversation on Facebook about this. Where do you like to go for your best grilled cheese? If you think you make a really awesome one at home, we want to know about that. What is in your grilled cheese? Go to us and have conversation with us about this. Even if you're traveling somewhere, where do you find your ultimate grilled cheese? And how wild do you get? Because we have coming up a grilled cheese birthday cake towering. <laughs> <laughs> grilled <laughs> cheese birthday cake? Yeah, J- we do. Jason, you got to start doing that at now. Yeah, that needs to happen.
4: <laughs> One of my favorite grilled cheese stories, and I've actually sent you pictures of it. My grandmother handed down a tool to me that was called a toaster tight. And it's two pieces <laughs> of cast iron metal that you have on handles, and you would put it over... You know the gas oh, burner, I and then you would seal the sandwich together, and mm-hmm. you would end up with this beautiful, crispy outside. What well, we you could put all for... sorts of different cheeses and things like on a the inside. Pocket. Yeah, like a, so a cheese pocket so sandwich. Like, we fantastic. used to think of this
0: for campfire cooking, right? Exactly. Except you use it right over your burner at home, the oh, gas yeah. burner, right? Yeah. So Mark was sending me pictures of grilled cheeses he was making, and they come out round. Yeah,
3: exactly. Oh, they're fantastic. so you could take mm-hmm. Jason's cheese, fill it with broccoli or cauliflower. Sure. And then make
4: like a, a inverse cheese pocket. Absolutely, pocket <laughs> absolutely.
0: What is it about grilled cheese? Do you think the cl- what is the classic to you? Is it? Some people say no, it's got to be open face on on one piece of bread. Other people say no, it's got to be a sandwich. It's got to have butter on the outside and the inside. Butter. That's me. So what do you say, Faith Middleton? Food schmooze on Facebook.
5: Ultimately, I think it's more comfort food. You know, it, you, it's it's warm. It reminds me of my childhood. You know. Uh, being with my grandparents who are no longer with us. So my grandmother always made a, Yeah, it's memory. My grandmother made a fantastic Childhood grilled cheese. Yeah, you know, no she memory. buttered both sides of the bread. Mm. And it just reminds me of that warm home feeling. And it's almost it like safety.
3: quick instant gratification. You exactly. can make it in like two minutes.
2: I can prove it too because my favorite grilled cheese is – Craft American single slices yep. and Wonder Bread, and a lot of butter. That, yeah, and a lot of butter. A lot of and butter, and that and that yeah. shouldn't be. What about the that's candy, candy soup she made it? And that's childhood memory, yeah. right? I, I, because that's I think what we have for cheese and bread. A lot of what 70's.
1: makes a great grilled cheese great is texture. Yeah. Yes. I think there's two textures that are key. Jason two great grilled cheese, and that is crispy and melty. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so, on the side of the cheese truck, on our menu at Casius. Crispy-melty, crispy-melty, crispy-melty. Because those two textures don't necessarily work together. They're hard to get, to have that crispiness and something that's melty and stretchable.
0: How do you do that at the restaurant? When you, when those grilled cheeses that you make come out of Casey's or come out of the truck, they're huge. The bread is thick. They are crispy, like golden, like they've mm. been baked somehow. We, and then so we, the inside... We, we bake them. You bake
1: them. So at Casey's, every grilled cheese is made... Individually, start to finish. So we start a, a nice pan on the stove, big knob of butter. Oh. Let it let it go until it starts to foam and, and almost becomes a little bit brown because you want that nutty butteriness. Yeah. Brown, butter. <laughs>
0: brown butter. Then mm.
1: two slices of bread go down <laughs> and cheese goes on top of both slices of bread. Once they've begun to brown a little bit. We pop that whole thing into the oven. Our oven is always on around 400, 450 because we're just cooking all the time. Mm. And that takes about five, six minutes depending on how many are in the oven. We pull it out. We put them together. Mm-hmm. And then we let them rest like you would a steak yep. because if you cut into a, a steak off the oven, yep. all it, the juice juices it, it bleeds, yep. right? Same thing with our super hot grilled yep. cheese. If you cut it right away, all the cheese is going to run out. Yep. So we let it rest yep. a couple minutes on a rack yep. and then – we fire it out, yeah. cut it in half, always serve it with very lemony greens, oh. nice grainy mustard, and corner shown oh. pickles. So lots Yo. of acidity. <laughs>
0: So I think <laughs> let's anybody, go now. This is like our Casey is just right down the street from our studio. We, we think of walk. it as our condo. Oh, <laughs> <Yes>. uh, we <laughs> will be walking. When I bring anyone over there guests from the studio, they say, "Mm, you know, look at all these things. I wonder what I should have. I say grilled cheese. Try the grilled cheese." And then it walks by on a plate and they say, "Wow." Oh, it's, you know? Yeah,
1: it's, it's pretty it's impressive. Pretty,
0: so now let's talk all of us about what kinds of cheeses belong in a grilled cheese. I tend to go with a very sharp English cheddar yeah, me too. in yeah. my Grilled cheese, and I, you know, I just love that. The tang, tang. Of I like,
1: that. I like the sharpness of, of a really sharp cheddar, but I don't love the way really sharp cheddars melt because they, mm. they, they tend to oil out, they separate, they break, they they sometimes get a little grainy. And you know, when cheddar is made, the curds are milled into all different size pieces and then stacked and pressed. And so as you melt the cheese, it reverts back to what it was. So if you were if you were to melt Parmesan, the curds are cut very small; it's very grainy. The curds go back into that same grainy texture. But I love the flavor of it. So I'm always looking to take cheeses that have the flavor I love and then the meltability I love. So we do a big blend of different uh-huh. cheeses. Alpine cheeses melt really well. They have nice, big, strong flavor. So
0: so you're going for mouthfeel. We're going what for flavor? Yeah, texture,
1: flavor. You're going to have a nice stretch to it because nothing's better than taking a bite of grilled cheese <laughs> Pulling it away yeah. and having this like <laughs> spring and then you can kind of reel it back in oh, and you know. It, it. It, it's, it's a fun food, it is. It's yeah. nostalgic, it's a childhood food. And so our idea is let's take something nostalgic and let's introduce some so newer cheese into can, it.
0: Let's talk about some of the combos that so you I, would... I
1: I love gouda in grilled cheese. I use a mm. two year gouda. Kouda. Kouda. Wow. I use a, I use a Beamster <laughs> Vlaskos. This is a super sweet but also nutty gouda. When it melts, it just tastes caramelized yeah. and like it tastes like grass that's been put into a pan of brown butter and slowly mm. sautéed. Like you taste the grass,
3: but it's sweet grass. Would you put caramelized onions inside? Oh, like absolutely. Do you ever or bacon? Oh, we. So when we do bacon, <laughs> or both, when we do bacon,
1: uh, I was just waiting for
5: the bacon to show.
3: We we start the bacon.
1: Uh, from, a, from a Berkshire belly that comes to us from Iowa. We use whole bellies. We cure them in-house. Good. We use a little bit of maple syrup, cherry pepper, a mm. little bit of thyme. Cure them for a couple weeks. Throw them out in the smoker. Usually use a mix of apple, cherry, oh, wow. sometimes some peach wood, all fruit woods. And then slow roast them. We cut them into good size one-inch lardone mm. and very slowly render them out. And then they get thrown into the grilled cheese after being rendered on the stovetop when the grilled cheese comes out. So the cheese, I like to add additions to my grilled cheese (laughs) after the cheese is completely (laughs) melted. So it's lardone, though, like little... Oh, yeah, nice chunks. Mm -hmm. So every once in a while, you'll get a bite
0: of grilled cheese. And then every once in a while,
1: you'll get a a bite of exploding pork fat. See,
0: this is what my imagination tells me God is saying to you when you've ascended to heaven. (laughs) We talk... (laughs) We talk all the time about it. Elevator doors open, and it, this is the conversation he's giving me, me. The No it's advice like on s- parenthood. With it, cheese, <laughs> he's
1: always in my ear.
0: This brings us to this question of how thick should the bread be? I think the bread, if it gets past a certain point, can it start can to interfere yes it can steal because it's got that crispy buttery exterior but then you can lose the taste of the cheese it really all
1: depends on how much cheese so it's a ratio Mm -hmm. so if you're going to load your grilled cheese up with cheese then you need to have enough bread so it's not overwhelmed by cheese and a big mouth exactly yes on the truck because it's a, a cheese truck and it's out on the streets we do a thinner bread you
0: go to the farmers markets
1: we do the farmer's markets. We're on the streets in New Haven. Yeah. Oh, uh, awesome to do a kid's birthday party. So what
0: were you going to say? You so do so we,
1: we do a thinner sliced bread. We do a pan levain. It's got really nice holes. It's basically like a French sourdough. Mm. It's got what they call in the baking world a really open crumb. There's holes in it that you can see right through. Mm. So when we're cooking an open face on our plancha, it's a big griddle, the cheese actually melts <laughs> through the bread, and it hits the griddle. Gets and some of that oil oh from the gosh. cheese actually Cooks the bread, and so the bread fries in cheese oil and butter. It's does it in get in. better than that? Come on. Does it get better than it's that? It's right down that. the street. It's we can walk. Jason, on, you
2: take the rest of the show. We'll, we'll be back in today. half an hour. You know, Oh, my gosh.
1: Um, <laughs> but at the restaurant, we do use a very thick crazy. cut uh, rye bread. We use a poppy rye, and we go thick because we, we shred the cheese differently. We chip the cheese and we use seven different cheeses sometimes eight nine mm-hmm. we use gruyere we use raclette uh, we use comté
0: can you really piece out the flavors of all seven cheeses no no
1: you are
0: no, doing it because but together. if you
1: take one away then it tastes different so can mm-hmm. can i individually pick out that bite had schnäbelhorn Mm -hmm. Which is one of the cheeses we use, and it's exceptional. (laughs) Um, uh, Or the Gouda, but what you get is they become one because Mm -hmm. they're heavily melted now.
0: Symphonic, exactly.
1: And so you're getting texture, you're getting flavor, you're getting stretch, you're getting crunch. Mm -hmm. And I feel like if you take one of those components away, it's maybe not as good. But I'm not into consistency. I'm into consistently good. So we do change the cheeses up on occasion because when we have leftover cheese at the cheese shop. We move it into the kitchen. Of course, So yeah. every once in a while, someone will come in and say, like, that grilled cheese was – wow. It was.
4: <laughs>
1: or they're like, that was really and smelly. And you think, wait, was a stinky one. We I can't <laughs>
3: remember. And I'm like, well, I have no idea what was in there. Yeah. Uh, does blue cheese ever go in or is that too so too I, weird?
1: I like using blue cheese and I like melting blue cheese. And I bring in some food science now to make cheese sauces with blue cheese and make them not break. You can actually use sodium citrate, okay. butter, Milk and any cheese you want at the right ratio, and you cook them and then blend them, and they will never break. The mm. sodium citrate is an emulsifier, it's a type of salt, can it's
0: I, like
3: flavor coal. Can
0: I sit just say, because this is slightly off topic, we're coming right back to grilled cheese. I have to say something about this is related the cheese curds, yeah. Okay, so uh, poutine, awesome. there's the a great Canadian can't dish. You can't go
2: there without having that.
0: Jason makes, I've never had true Canadian poutine, so you know, you could say. I don't know what I'm talking about. (laughs) I had the poutine at your restaurant, and I almost fell over because it was duck stock that you were using. Uh,
1: Yeah, we bring in whole ducks, so what are we going to do with the duck carcasses? Got to make duck stock. It's
0: unbelievable.
1: So we make a duck veloute, which is just a gravy that's enriched with cream.
0: Oh my gosh!
1: So it's you know we're having seven
0: cheeses. What you know? Don't drink
1: a gallon of it. It's
4: so good, um, it's and it, it gets
1: poured over the palm frites, and we do them the yeah. old style way, oh and they're cooked in peanut oil. Yeah. Twice, we use fresh cheddar curds from Maplebrook Farm up in Vermont.
0: No wonder I like that. Yeah. Oh, oh my wow. Gosh. it's just unbelievable. Yeah. And, and anyway, some of the best. The poutine. heat
1: from the the fries, from the gravy, kind of begin to melt the curds, and so it's like this cheesy, gooey. You know, when you Crispy. have it when you have it in Canada, in Montreal, you have to be fall down drunk you get it at three o'clock in the morning and it comes in a cup it's like a street food Is that like it, the wooden fork what, yes exactly
0: but but it also sounds like what the english call or what the pub crowd calls the soaker where yeah. before yes. you go oh, yeah. out totally. drinking, <laughs> or while you're you, drinking you have, no before you go out before, drinking no, you, you have yes. your your main soaking substance <laughs> in your stomach well me. i'm scotch so okay so uh, let's come back to grilled cheese because I'm someone who loves butter with grilled cheese very much. I love the combination. I'm not just trying to be decadent. I think grilled cheese, is if you're going to go for it, you've got to have butter. And so I have butter on the outside, yep. but then I do butter on the inside, nice. too, oh on, my before I place my cheese, cheese? down.
1: You're good. You Little know, not barrier. a crazy <laughs>
0: amount, but it's got to be touching the cheese. Jason, how do you see it at Casey's in New Haven?
1: Uh, well, we don't, we don't put butter inside, but we might
3: start now. Because that
1: sounds so good. So
2: I'm Did thinking I?
3: you butter the crust. You're missing a side.
2: <laughs> she dips it in butter when she's she eating it. Do the, it's the, the it's edges.
0: <laughs> so we, then it, we then always it sits use... in a bath of butter. <laughs> Did I mention that? Yeah, <laughs> and then you decide the into butter.
1: My butter to dip it in. Okay. So go we ahead. So we always use unsalted butter, and I try to use pretty much whenever we possibly can. I don't even want to tell you how much butter we go through in a week. It's daunting. So we use the European style. So it's mm-hmm. eighty seven yep. percent butter fat and that butter melts better mm-hmm. it gets nuttier it doesn't necessarily burn we, so, you know.
0: i think grilled cheese needs a little salt so why do you use unsalted butter so you can control the because i like level? to
1: control the salt and so every dish that leaves the kitchen in caseus always gets salted we like to put Malden on everything because I like the texture of that salt. It's that big, flaky crystals. Mm. I'm working right now uh, with a fisherman who is bringing me buckets of salt water, and we're experimenting making some making Long salt. Island sea salt.
0: Wow. Good. Um,
1: so if we can get that, then we can have even more local because Malden's actually from from England. Uh, but I love it.
3: Jason, I you actually like walked in flakes. with a, a brick of butter.
1: I did, yes. Yeah, that was a one-pounder. One showed us. Does anyone have yep. butter? We butter. <laughs> we buy those 50-pound uh, cases, and we'll go through five or six of those in a week.
0: And you walked in carrying your plancha, your yeah. your grill, just yeah. in your Portable. hand. That's the like one that a, keeps you Like it was a purse. Yeah. That, <laughs> that's
1: my personal one. That actually does not get put away. That lives on the stove, and we cook everything. Everything in that, Where did you get day. those? That was actually from the hardware store. Is it
0: cast
2: iron? Yep. That's just a Lodge skillet.
0: All right. Coming up, because we're going to take a quick break, we need to talk about great wine to have mm. with grilled cheese. And we have one right here, thanks to Mark Raymond of Frederick Wildman and Sons. It's called Narrow Davila. This is the 2013 is out. Very affordable and just terrific mm. with grilled cheese and everything that has to do with grilled cheese. <laughs> so we're going to get to that. We're also going to talk with the author of Grilled Cheese Kitchen. And this is Heidi Gibson. They have several of these restaurants that specialize in grilled cheese in San Francisco. And this was our chance to have one of our stars of cheese, Jason Sobosinski of Casius in New Haven, teamed up with Heidi so that we can just talk more and more grilled cheese. We've got a stream of conversation going. We want to know about your love of grilled cheese. At Facebook, go to Faith Middleton Food Schmooze on Facebook and tell us what is your ultimate, where do you go to have the best grilled cheese, what is the classic for you, how wild will you get. If you've got pictures of grilled cheese, we'd love to have them. <laughs> like us if you're there, Faith Middleton Food Schmooze. Now we're going to take a quick break, but we're coming right back. More mouth-watering conversation and fun ahead on the schmooze. I hope you'll make a charitable contribution to Feed the Hungry. We're online now at FoodSchmooze.org and we'll be right back. I'll stop the world and melt with you. You've seen the difference and it's getting better all the time. There's nothing you and I won't do. I'll stop the. Oh, we have a free podcast for you, meaning you'll never miss a drop of pleasure. What you do is sign up for just once at our site, and then we automatically send you our show every week so you can listen on your schedule. It's how we listen and watch these days to just about everything. So you can also discover our delicious, curated food, wine, cocktail event recommendations. We'd love talking with you, so please stop by often and say hi to us. We're always online at Food News.org. That's where you sign up. I'm with my treasured food buddies, Chris Prosperi, chef and co-owner of Metro Beast Restaurant in Simsbury, Connecticut, wine broker Alex Province, Mark Raymond of Frederick Waldman and Sons wine distributors. He's the Northeast manager and a regular on our show. Our chief cocktail contributor, Anthony DeSario, our special guest, Jason Sobosinski of the restaurants Casius and Ordinary in New Haven. Really, really phenomenal stuff at those two places. And Jason is just the most fun to talk with about food. And he is a grilled cheese master. (laughs) Uh, Coming up, we're going to be talking with another master, Heidi Gibson, about her book, Grilled Cheese Kitchen. So we're going to have a ball. We're still going full bore on grilled cheese. We've got a conversation on Facebook and would love to know what is your favorite grilled cheese? Where do you get it? If you make it at home, how classic or wild do you get? What is the essential thing as far as you're concerned. For me, I have to have butter on the outside and the inside so that it's touching the cheese when it melts. I love the crispiness and I love the meltiness. That's from Jason, and I love his description of those two things coming together. Now, we were thinking... How do we do two things at once? Find a great value wine, a red, for just drinking, with all kinds of things, and one that would be fantastic with multiple cheeses for grilled cheese. And, of course, we go to Mark Raymond. Mark, you have brought in – let's pour a little in the glass. Thank you. You've brought in this Campo Reale?
4: Campo Reale, yes.
0: Campo Reale 2013. It's called Nero D'avola. We have this online at foodschmooze.org for all the information, what you need to say at your liquor store. This is delicious with our grilled cheese.
4: I'm so glad you liked it. When I started thinking about grilled cheeses and we started going back and forth with ideas of the different grilled cheeses that were going to be made, I thought we needed a fresh red wine that had Good tartness to it, but yet some good, not residual sugar, but sweetness to it, freshness. Sicily, when you think of the Sicilian reds, they're bright. It's a hot-growing region. They get a lot of ripeness. And so what I get out of this is I get beautiful red, Mm. uh, dark blackberries, Mm. and then wonderful tart cherry, and a good balance. Uh, Not too much in, in oak here, so you've got... Beautiful, lush, uh, soft flavors. Besides grilled
0: cheese, oh, by the way, because we're coming into our warmer season, we want to put these reds in the refrigerator. Alex, for how long would you say yeah, 10 minutes? 20 minutes. minutes okay. So I just poured a little bit more in the glass because, would you explain something to me? I saw that, I think it was Wine Spectator liked this wine and gave it, I don't know, 87 points or something like that for $12 a bottle. It's so good. It's such a value it's wine. So I love this. This is, you know, weeknight wine. If you go to Italy or France or Spain, nobody's drinking $20 bottles of wine during the week. Right, Everybody's you know. drinking like 10 and $12 bottles. That's right. This is an here's, everyday drinker. Here's, your, here's yeah. your table wine. But
3: it's wholesome. It's real. It's clean. You know, it's well-made. It's Sicilian. Yeah, it's we love it. It's Sicilian. Okay. And so,
4: not only great with grilled cheeses, but another thing, Friday night pizza, yeah, pasta yeah, dishes. It's yeah. just so versatile. Roast Wednesday chi- night, spaghetti night.
3: Roast
0: yeah. chicken. As a friend comes over, you know, we see, we talk about the show Scandal. When Nancy Horn was on, we were laughing. Every time she pours herself a glass of wine in that big bulbous glass. <laughs> and I I just think, oh, I need to have a glass of wine. <laughs> then we have the good wife. She's always pouring herself a glass of wine. I think, again, I need yeah, a glass of wine. So here's what wine spectators said. Help me understand this. They said, we taste the following things. And, you know, they go through the list of pencil shavings and that kind of thing. You know, that cracked me up. One thing, all kidding aside, that they said was violet. And I realized whenever anybody is doing tasting notes on a wine and they say violet, the color of the idea... It's so appealing to me, but I haven't a clue what violet tastes like. Does anybody here, can you tell me what they mean by violet, Jason?
1: So I think what they're describing are, are smells. And I think that we, we taste so much with our noses that we don't even think about. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Um, you know, get your nose in the wine, smell it first, put those descriptors mm-hmm. out. We're and that's you. where I get all these crazy flavors. Because then when I taste it, I'm really looking for acidity.
0: Uh-huh. You know, but, yeah. I'm not pulling I'm, out
1: all these crazy fruits and things like that. I, I always get those in my nose, and then I always look for, where's the acidity, where's the tannins? Do
0: we all agree, there are people in this room who've had a lot of wine, a lot of wine experience. Last <laughs> night? or <No>. <laughs> <laughs> So, in the end, the final sentence is, I like this. That's all.
2: Yeah, it's yeah. really good. I'm with yeah. you. Yeah. Yeah.
0: I like this yep. for this yeah. occasion. That's yeah. another sentence. I like, yeah.
2: I like the way Absolutely. this went with the grilled cheese. And yeah. I love
3: wines that are twelve bucks that taste great.
4: Yeah, which is a hard thing to find sometimes. Yep. But when you find them and you really like them, you you dial buy into the them. Buy in by the case, put in the
3: basement. Yep.
0: And I like what Alex said about this wine that is um, real. It is something that the Italians do, the French do, the Spanish do. You Authentic. know, some of California too. We're in Oregon. Virginia, when a winemaker lets it stay real without adding a lot of junk, you know that it's just better for your body. It tastes good, and it hasn't been manipulated and engineered to a degree that is bad for us. So this is a real wine, and it's from Sicily, where the food is so extraordinary, and I love that. So, again, it's at our website, foodschmooze.org, the value wine, $12. This is a great red. Now we're going to come back to grilled cheese. One of the things that you know we specialize in is cocktails here on the show. Our chief cocktail maker is Anthony DeCerio. He is also a bartender at Sticks and Stones at Mohegan Sun Casino that is a restaurant of the tribal nation, Uh, Not necessarily the casino. It's privately held by the tribal nation, and they are doing molecular gastronomy there, food, really interesting. So Anthony's part of that team. We can dream up all kinds of things and say, Anthony, what can you do to make this happen? And he comes up with these flavor profiles. So for this show, we said grilled cheese. And we have his recipe for this Bloody Mary that features tequila. This is a Mexican-style Bloody Mary.
5: It's a Mexican-style Bloody Mary, also known as the Bloody Maria. And I also did a little twist on it by, um, when you said grilled cheese, I thought tomato soup. So tomato soup led to Bloody Mary. We need some butter and we need some acid as well. So acid, I went to uh, the Mexican form of sangrita, which is paired with tequila, which is citrus juices. So I did a a homemade Bloody Mary mix. You can use any favorite Bloody Mary mix that you have. Just please use fresh if you can. For this one, we used uh, the Roca Patron, which is their new line, and their Reposado tequila, which is very butter-forward because it has the actual agave fibers in it when it's distilled and fermented.
0: It's not hard. Not um, at all. We delicious. try and specialize in easy cocktails on the show that are delicious. We uh, simply added an
5: ounce and a half of Roca Patron Reposado Tequila or any Reposado Tequila that you like. Just a little rested six months. Make sure it's 100% agave so you don't have a headache tomorrow morning. Two ounces, two and a half ounces of your favorite Bloody Mary mix and one ounce of your favorite citrus juice. We used uh, lemon today, but you could use orange, grapefruit, lime. You could use a combination of all three.
0: What about the tomato juice and the horseradish?
5: I used fresh, so I just did a can, just like canned grocery store, uh, red San Marziano tomatoes, a couple of bar spoons of horseradish. I used balsamic vinegar instead of Worcestershire. Mm. And some celery salt and a little cracked pepper salt. Put that in the blender and just let it go. Added just a little bit of water. Uh, Not too much. You want it thick because if you're going to shake your Bloody Marys or your Bloody Marias or... Your red snappers, if you're using gin over ice, uh, when you dilute it, you don't want to have it too watery. You want to have a little thickness to it, like you're actually really drinking something Mm. meaty and savory. Mm -hmm. So I kind of wanted to do a buttery citrus tomato soup with uh, spirit Mm. that was going to go well with our grilled cheeses. Mm. I love
0: that. Yeah, Yeah. really. It is a great cocktail. It was so delicious. So delicious. Yeah, thank you, Anthony DiSario. Yep. All right, here we go: grilled cheese, grilled cheese, grilled cheese. That's what we're doing <laughs> on the show. Visit us on Facebook and be part of this conversation with us. Where is your best grilled cheese? How do you make it at home? What restaurants do you go to? How do you if, cut it? Yeah, yes. Mine uh, has
3: to be cut in a triangle. Does it? Oh yeah, because yeah. the triangular edge, the that first piece, that point goes. I mean, that's the best Deep piece. Goes right in the bloody Goes right into, the right into the tomato, the tomato soup. <laughs> we did nice. not
0: even discuss. I like to do just the open face grilled cheese. Into the toaster oven, very that's the original, melty. You know. Yeah,
1: so that's where grilled cheese came from. It really started with the Navy, and it was just cheese on toast, and it was a staple. I can see why. And so, and so, you know, <laughs> white bread you know, government. This cheese. is yeah. talking,
2: <laughs> government
5: cheese. We're talking, you know, and a daiquiri to wash it down. You
1: like. could say, you know, the, 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 the croque monsieur from France has been around, you know, probably from like 1900s, maybe slightly farther back. But the American grilled cheese really came about from Kraft. Yep, your, your boys, you know quick, easy protein filling they'd make them in mass on the ships and when the boys came back they wanted them again and crafts came out and it was really the the invention of the sliced bread yeah. what's better than sliced bread uh, <laughs> that, that you know propagated this and spread it around <laughs> yeah. Kraft in 2008 huh. actually spent over a billion dollars to market grilled cheese and bring it even back more than it had been. Uh, in order to sell singles,
0: no kidding. Some oh, fun wow. grilled
1: cheese facts for you. Huh? Jeez,
0: that is fun. So um, we've got to do this because I'm excited. Heidi Gibson is co-author with Nate Pollock of this book, Grilled Cheese Kitchen. They have several of these restaurants in San Francisco. Grilled cheese is their specialty. They do some other things too, but they are like Jason, masters of grilled cheese. Heidi, welcome to the Fuchmus party. Hi, Faith. Thank you so much. This is so exciting. It's, It's great to have you here. Of course, we were wild over a thing that you have the classic grilled cheese, you have many cheese combinations. We're going to get to some of these, but I have to talk about one that you said has... Thrilled kids, and it is the mac and cheese grilled cheese. Mm. Oh boy. Oh. Where, where you make mac and cheese and you then put it in the sandwich and do the grilled cheese. <laughs> yeah. And kids uh-huh. think that, Indeed. right? Do kids just go nuts over this?
6: Kids and adults. It's actually my personal favorite of the grilled cheese <laughs> that we serve. <laughs> and one of the thing that make, things that makes it so much fun is that you can make it taste like anything. You can use any combination of cheeses. You can add, let's say, uh, wild mushrooms into the mac and cheese and add like a thyme butter on the outside. So you can dress it up, you can dress it down, but it's always delicious. I'm into it.
2: Jason's I'm just bobbing his
6: head yeah, up and down. I'm into it.
0: Chris made for us your classic breakfast grilled cheese. On every show now, we're trying to do at least one thing for brunch. We did Anthony's Bloody Maria that could be for any brunch. And uh, Chris, you made this classic breakfast yeah. grilled cheese. Tell us how it came I together. Loved it.
5: Didn't you Me love it? it? It was really good. good. Me, Me too. Great you put a idea. fried egg on anything. I'm yeah. On. Yeah. yeah,
2: it has a good crusty bread. She uses salted butter, a slice of cheddar on one side of the bread, and a slice of Monterey Jack on the other side of the bread toast that in the pan with butter and then while you're doing that you fry your egg alongside it so you're toasting your bread melting the cheese and frying your egg once your bread gets nice and toasty and your cheese melts you pull that out of the pan and then you flip your egg a little salt and pepper Mm. and then the the egg goes onto the sandwich you gently close it so the the yolk is still a little runny and then you slice it in half Oh my god! Right, it was it's, it's like eating fried eggs with toast and cheese.
6: This <laughs> is it's so simple, but so satisfying. We sell them in our restaurants here in San Francisco, and we we don't cut them in half first because we like kind of the surprise. You know, <laughs> and the egg yolk like running down their face. It's always
0: mm-hmm. a lot of fun. This recipe is on our website, and is a beautiful picture. Don't forget Mother's Day is not so far away, and then we have Father's Day. Any Sunday brunch, right? This is a great Sunday brunch. Foochmoose.org. There's a breakfast popper grilled cheese, which has an apricot jalapeno relish. And here, Heidi, I see that you're getting at something that Jason Sobosinski believes at at Casius. He, too, likes to make sure that there are um, condimenti paired with the grilled cheese so that it's not just cheese, but you have your pickled things and, in this case, your Spice, jalapeno yeah. and apricot mm. relish.
1: Got to do it, right? I mean, Absolutely. just keep resetting that palate.
0: Yeah, cheese,
6: I find, once it's melted, will really knock down heat and, uh, you know, and spiciness and kind of vinegar flavor. So you want some pretty strong flavors to stand up to really melty cheese. But the combination just ends up being, you know, more and better. That jalapeno popper is the staff favorite and kind of the cult favorite around town. And actually, since we have a wine expert on, I would love some wine advice as to what to pair with that sandwich.
0: Aren't you thinking white? Yeah. Uh, Like a Riesling? Are you thinking a
4: A Riesling from Alsace where Mm. it does have a little bit of residual sugar, but it's a drier style. How
0: about Ugel Gentile? Ugel Gentile
4: would be perfect with that. A nice Moscato diasti Mm. that is not overly sweet but has a little bit of frizzante too. What about champagne? Champagne goes with everything, doesn't it?
0: I'd love to hear how our experts here, our buddies, Think about things and invent things, and you hear what they're doing. They're going going opposite, and And, oh, this has heat. What cultures? What do we typically pair with things that have heat and tart? And I love hearing the
2: process. Yeah, I do too.
0: It's really fun. Was that helpful, Heidi, at all? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay,
3: (laughs) she's going to be drinking beer. (laughs) She's very
0: diplomatic. diplomatic. (laughs) We have a break coming up. We're talking with Heidi Gibson, who's co-author with her husband, Nate Pollock, of this book, Grilled Cheese Kitchen, every kind of grilled cheese imaginable in here, including the one we're going to be talking about, which is kind of mind-blowing. So stay with us on the other side of this. We even have a 10-minute tomato soup. Now, that's my kind of soup. We love the local. Please support your local food growers and food makers for on-demand podcast delivery of the Food Schmooze Party every week. And to find terrific food, wine, cocktail, restaurant, hot topic, recommendations, and our short, fun streaming videos. We're always online talking with you at foodschmooze.org. And on Facebook, Faith Middleton Food Schmooze. We'll be right back. Have one more mouth-watering bite of the Fuchmoos coming up. Here's something great to know about: sign up for the app called NPR1. Just download it from the iPhone App Store or your Android device. And once you do, you can set WNPR as your local station. Couldn't be easier. Download the free app NPR1 and start listening. Let's party on more Fuchmoos. This is the Food Schmooze Party offering the richness of life and coming to you in Connecticut, Rhode Island, Massachusetts, and New York, including Westchester County, the east end of Long Island, and, of course, the Hamptons. The senior producer is Robin doyon Aiken. And to hear the show on WNPR, it airs Thursdays at 3 and Saturdays at noon. Podcasts and our curated recommendations are always online at foodschmooze.org. Talk with us on Facebook right now about grilled cheese. Search Faith Middleton Fuchmoos. I'm in the studio with Alex Province, Chris Prosperi of Metro Beast Restaurant in Simsbury, Connecticut, uh, Mark Raymond of uh, Frederick Wildman & Sons, our chief cocktail contributor, Anthony Deserio, and Jason Sobosinski of Casius and Ordinary, the restaurants in New Haven. On the line, we have Heidi Gibson who has several grilled cheese restaurants in San Francisco and has done a book based on the recipes for grilled cheese at their restaurants. It's called Grilled Cheese Kitchen. We have recipes posted online at foodschmooze.org. I want to do one on seafood. This is a riff on the tuna melt, which nice. is a sandwich I adore. Mm. Heidi, tell me about your version of the catch.
6: Yeah, um, one of the things we love to do with our grilled cheeses is take either classic sandwiches or just classic dishes that feature cheese and then try and, and kind of uh, make them a little more modern and see if we can make a really gourmet version of that. We started with the idea of a tuna melt. So we use a really high-quality Italian tuna, like anything, but I think even more so with grilled cheese, using high-quality, fresh ingredients is the secret. No, what's the secret to a great grilled cheese? And the secret is great bread, great cheese, and great everything else. Absolutely. Yeah, there's just a
0: substitute. Your tuna is packed in olive oil.
6: Yeah, we Mm. use an Italian olive oil packed tuna. You know, go out of your way to find the best tuna you can find. That's going to really make a difference. We also add nice, bright acidity and kind of fruit flavors to really brighten up the whole sandwich. So we've got nice, crisp Granny Smith apple celery, some shallot, a little bit of garlic, and mustard. Mustard is really important on this.
1: Oh, yeah. Yeah. Wow. Apples and mustard. Awesome. Yeah,
6: exactly. Amazing. Interesting. We add some nice, ripe tomatoes when they're in season, and there's a reason that everyone wants to add tomatoes to their grilled cheese, that acidity and the umami in the tomato just adds to the overall effect. Mm. We have certainly made this with cheddar, the more classic choice, but I've been in this sort of Gouda Phase (laughs) over the last few months, and we found that a really rich double cream Gouda cheese worked perfectly on this we chose a pretzel roll we wanted to have kind of a nod to the ballpark um, one awesome of
0: yeah
1: it's <laughs> so. everything
0: yeah. got everything. He's He's just got, got everything and it's good for St. Patrick's Day <laughs> it's no, awesome there is a sandwich in this book for St. Patrick's Day it's a St. Patrick's Day grilled cheese so is, um, is it green it's got braised cabbage and mashed potatoes you put it on Irish soda bread <laughs> <laughs> and there's stone ground mustard, and there's a porter cheddar or an Irish cheddar cheese, and slices of corned beef. So right, I'll take two. There yeah. you go. Yeah. Um, so I love this idea of the 10 minute tomato soup, and we're going to go to that in just a second. But I want to go to the kind of jaw dropping recipe that you have in here, and it is the towering grilled <laughs> cheese birthday cake. Oh boy. <laughs>
6: actually make and sell those in our restaurant. I actually started making those before we even thought of the restaurants. I was at a good friend's wedding, and they wanted a very non-traditional wedding cake. And another friend uh, and I came up with that kind of last minute. Um, We had a bunch of cheese, we had a bunch of bread, and we carried out this powering grilled cheese wedding cake, and the whole thing was gone in five minutes. <laughs> I, I, I bet. It was just the most fun thing we've ever done. Now, now,
0: let me say that if you think about sandwiches and how you could stack them, cut in half, in the round – and build a tower from broad on the bottom and narrowing as it goes up. You get the idea of this cake. And you would see that there are levels. It starts to make a cake like tower and there's space there for what would normally be these frosting flourishes. And you used what is that, cheese whiz? Cheese whiz? <laughs> That's your frosting? It is cheese whiz, yes. Yeah.
1: Love it. Oh, wow. Respect. Yeah.
0: Yep, we are not afraid to,
6: to whip out the cheese Whiz um, Love when, it. <laughs> when it's called for.
0: Um, I want you to see this as you listen <laughs> to the show. It's amazing. So, so we have posted a picture of this and the recipe, the most outside-the-box cake imaginable. Grilled Cheese Birthday Cake is on our website right now with information about this cookbook. We are at Uh Okay, the 10-minute tomato soup. Lay it on me, Heidi. This is a great idea.
6: So, you know, we knew we had to have tomato soup, right? It's got to be on the menu. And we wanted a tomato soup that was pretty acidic. We wanted a dipping soup where you could dip your Mm grilled cheese in the soup. We wanted it to be really tomatoey, something that sort of evoked Campbell's tomato soup, but didn't actually taste like it because it's really sweet if you try it as an adult. I actually spent almost a year developing this recipe. I probably made 3,000 versions of this before (laughs) I got it down to what we wanted. Along the way, I I had a chef buddy helping me, and he had recommended the pimentone, which Mm -hmm. is a Mm -hmm. smoked paprika um, uh, that makes everything taste like bacon. So we also wanted a a vegetarian tomato soup. In the cookbook, I call for chicken stock, which is how I make it at home. But in the restaurant, we use a vegetarian stock.
0: Heidi, can I jump in and ask? Because uh, as a thickener, you've got a couple tablespoons of flour in here. And we talk about this on the show all the time. Gluten free Yes. Instead of the flour, you certainly could put in some cornstarch as a thickener, right?
6: gluten-free flour mix you should be able to substitute one
0: for one well Uh, here's my thought on that gluten-free flour mixes though have um, a flavor as flour does you can taste it and so tasting panels have found about cornstarch is that it has zero flavor so if you want to make sure you don't have a flour taste in your soup i wonder if that cornstarch might be a, a good possibility
6: Probably. I haven't tried straight cornstarch, I will admit. Um, potato starch would also, or potato flour, would also probably work um,
0: quite well. Chestnut, too. Yeah.
1: I yeah. use mas sometimes mm-hmm. as a thickener. Yeah. Oh. Um, and, and it does have a little bit of a corn flavor to it, which does not suck. Which way...
0: <laughs> Yeah. Be great yeah. in this yeah. soup
1: with the smokiness, Heidi. Yeah. Thank
0: you so much for being on the show. We wish you so much success. We're so proud on this coast of our cheese producers and what they're doing. And it was exciting to reach across the country like this and, and talk with you about what you're doing. And thank you.
6: Well, thank you. If I get a chance to get out there, I would love to come into the studio because
0: you sound like you have the most fun job. Oh, I do. And you know something? It's fun because these people on this show are the best. They're really, really terrific people and so smart. So thank you. Awesome. Okay, thanks. Thank you. Heidi Gibson with Nate Pollack. And they have done grilled cheese kitchen, all about this on our website, plus the recipes we mentioned, including the birthday cake oh <laughs> at foodschmooze.org. We are just mad for brunch. So we want to do something about brunch on nearly every show. Jason Sobosinski of Casius, what is your go to brunch grilled cheese?
1: Gotta do egg in a frame. I, I mean, some people frame. call it toad in a hole. My family calls <laughs> it egg names. in a frame. If you're not doing it with grilled cheese, you just basically – you fry your bread on both sides. Very important. In In butter? butter. In butter. Mm -hmm. Cut it first. I usually use a water glass. Put it on the board. Cut the hole in the bread. You fry the bread with the hole and you fry – the little hole piece in butter, the man cover. Then you, yeah, exactly, the <laughs> manhole cover. And then you and then you crack your egg in the middle of it, and uh, and you can do it. You know, you just, yeah. I I my my kids call the eggs dip dip eggs because you nice. dip oh, yeah. in the yeah. egg. But it's yeah. an over it's an over easy, yeah. and then you flip it over. But you can step it up by making a wonderful grilled cheese sandwich. Okay, yeah. so butter both sides of your bread, make the grilled cheese sandwich with the cheese, put it on the board, cut the middle of it out. And make your grilled cheese. When the grilled cheese is melted... Fry your egg, oh and then God, serve yeah, it with yeah. your grilled cheese manhole cover. <gasps> manhole <laughs> cover—that's yeah. what you dip. Mine gets absolutely oh, geez, obliterated yeah. with sriracha, yes. <laughs> and it's awesome because then you're oh. like you're dipping a grilled cheese into
2: a runny yolky egg. Yeah. That's awesome. What's better than that? Yeah, you to play with I love mood. the fact too that oh. he doesn't serve brunch at his restaurant; he makes brunch at home. Uh,
0: yeah,
1: Which, right? and subject.
2: I have three kids,
1: and they yeah. are the, the the most critical eaters. Like oh. they, they take you apart. Like they eat they, everything. I like But they will will take me (laughs) apart. Dad, please pack your knives and go. (laughs) (laughs) This needs more salt. Um, Also, we're we're a big waffle family. We do either pancakes or waffles at least two or three times a week during the week. I have the Warring Pro. Mm -hmm. I love it because (laughs) it has a waffle maker on both sides. Yeah. So you make a yeah. waffle, you flip it over, you make a waffle. So it make yeah. two waffles.
2: Yeah. Wow. Or two wow. grilled cheeses, no, or two grilled No, you're doing it real, really.
0: So, so what, what I are you do- I
1: put everything in there. I've I've even taken mac and cheese and you throw it into the waffle iron. A little bit of cooking spray on both no. sides. Oh, yeah. and you, and it I love the crispy edges. Oh, and so you no. get. Full made oh, you need Parmesan, parmesan cheese, though, to get the Genius. crust. But what we, yeah. do, what we do for. Uh-oh. Exactly. What we do for, for brunch sometimes is we make a sweeter version where we use brioche or challah. And if it's a little bit stale, it's better yep. because it takes it's a little close, longer, yeah. it's a little drier. And I'll put usually a mix of some sweeter cheeses. So, Mystic Cheese Melville. I'm not plugging my own oh, no, cheese that's a good one. But it's, a, it's, a, it's a, a crescenza, so it's really kind of like light, it's bright, it's tangy. Yeah. <laughs> some fresh ricotta. It's oh, all going to get baked oh, yeah. in there, so like it's nice. going to disappear. You could even whip some cream cheese with some lemon zest. Throw them in there, make a sandwich, put it on the lowest setting, and you crush it so the cheese is oozing out, but you want that because it's going wow. to yeah. burn and crisp and caramelize. When it comes oh. out, powdered sugar lemon juice we eat it right away address. it's, it's crispy oh it's gosh. light well, time it's is brunch. and you're not you're not whipping any eggs or anything like that so. so so
0: here's a thing that you can do with this too in the waffle iron if you're thinking about mother's day father's day and doing something special you could do a collection of cheeses oh, you know yeah. this is inspired by jason and then cut up if you go to the market and you see strawberries, you can oh, yeah. cut up slice some strawberries, or you could put cherries or whatever Strips whatever fruit you yeah. want yeah that's you a, could certainly do bacon <laughs> you could but you could do um, fruit in there that sort of make it on the sweet side yeah, but yeah.
1: bananas actually caramelized yeah. oh, when yeah, you throw yeah. bananas in there. And they because they they mush themselves mm. through the bread. So it doesn't look like a sandwich because it all just gets smashed. And so it's pockets of like burnt crispy you know, it's it's a waffle. Oh good yeah. God. It's really would sweet. you notice <laughs> another
2: kid if I showed up? i I just sit quietly. Thing, no, I'll no. sit quietly at the end of the table. <laughs> <laughs>
3: For Mother's Day, if you grabbed a big uh, wooden cutting board, you could put all your cheeses on that, and it's a really simple way of making a beautiful presentation. Mm -hmm. Get your hugest Cutting board wood, and then put all your beautiful cheeses and your honeys and And your And then the mom
0: just has to lower her face (laughs) right straight to the board. It's very, very good. All right, we are on WNPR Thursdays at 3, Saturdays at noon. Weekdays, listen for my 60 second food schmoozes. Join the conversation with us. We're always up for a good time online at foodschmooz.org. On Facebook, we're having a grilled cheese conversation. Go there at Faith Middleton Food Schmooz in New Haven. I'm Faith Middleton.
5: Everybody eats when they come to mind.
0: This is the place to enjoy the richness of life. Sharing our local and national discoveries with you makes me want to get up in the morning. The gang and I hope you'll come back soon and often.